From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And with me today is Peter Cohn, the editor of the Budget and Appropriations team at CQ. Thanks for joining me again, Pete. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Well, we all thought the long, drawn-out appropriations process for fiscal 2018 was finally over when Congress passed a $1.3 trillion omnibus spending package last month, about six months late. But it turns out it may not be quite over. Republicans are now mulling over a measure that would let them strip out some of the money that they just approved. So, Peter, what's going on here? Yeah, there's a couple things going on here, David. Um, You know, there's a little bit of buyer's remorse happening around town with this omnibus bill. The Republicans believe that there's far too much non-defense spending in it. Uh, And some Republicans even believe there's too much defense spending in it. So they're looking through their toolbox and, and trying to figure out is there a way we can go back on the, on the agreement, essentially, that we made with the Democrats and, uh, and try and take some of the money out uh, after the fact? I would also point out that this is not unusual. A president has not proposed rescissions on his own volition since fiscal 2000 under President Bill Clinton. Rescissions uh, is rescissions. this measure to, to cut spending you've already approved. Just cancel spending that you've right. approved and right. just essentially the money does not go to those uh, agency coffers. It's essentially stricken from the budget. Um, President Clinton tried this several times, and he's actually was actually successful. But I would point out that rescissions are an extremely common, time-honored formula that Congress uses. In fact, in as early as as recently as fiscal 2011, Congress rescinded 21 billion dollars. Think about that: 21 billion dollars on Congress's own volition. So this happens all the time. This is not unusual. And, but usually what Congress wants to do with that money they rescind is spend it on something else. So it's a little bit different here in the sense that they want to actually remove this money from the budget and therefore have a negative impact on the deficit. In other words, try to reduce the deficit. But I, we should also point out here that we're talking about a deficit, in all likelihood, a deficit in nearing the trillion-dollar threshold for fiscal 2019, let's say. Let's say the president wants to come in and rescind $10 billion. Congress rescinded $10 billion under President Reagan one time. President Trump is a, is a huge fan of, of the Gipper, maybe tries to emulate the Gipper and sends up a rescission package for, say, $10 billion. Even if Congress were, success, were to actually do that, think about that for a second, $10 billion in the context of a trillion-dollar deficit in one year. That's really not a lot. It's really not going to make much of a dent. It's not going to really give our creditors much more confidence. So we're so talking this about- This is a symbolic It's measure. very much symbolic, and it's a way for the president to get a quote-unquote quote win. And now maybe down the road, they find another use for that money. Maybe he's, although there's been a lot of talk about the wall on the Mexican border lately. Maybe they try to reprogram some of that money. It finds its way into another purpose that the president finds a little more uh, more palatable. Before the, the, the deal, the bipartisan budget deal was made, the president actually did propose less money than what, than what the Republicans in Congress wanted to spend. But I think the president has now fully bought into the idea that all of that defense money is necessary, the pay raise for the troops and so forth. So it seems very likely that the rescission package that we ultimately see, if we see such a thing, will be targeted at the non-defense side of the ledger. And you know you can you, if you and just, he complained about the non-defense. He did complain spending before yeah. when he He's, was signing it. 
what what do we think could be on the possible chopping block here? Well, so do they go the the strictly ideological route or do they go the more tactical route where they're actually able to to get something through? And so I, I think if they, if they do focus on – and there's – even on that second way of doing it, there's two ways to do it. You can find some boogeymen that just get so much negative press attention that, it fi- that the defenders find it very difficult to block. Uh, or you could really just co- come up with a package of things. Again, Congress has enacted $300 billion of these rescissions on their own – uh, without the president even suggesting it. Sometimes the president will agree. But these are things that are relatively non-controversial, non-ideological. In this case, it would be done separately from that process. So after the fact, you're taking money away from programs, and then the money just disappears. It's not available anymore to spend it on something else. So that's what that's where the, the controversy stems. Just to give you some examples, I've got the list here. It's about a four-page list. So you've got um, funds for the uh, Agricultural Research Service at the, at the USDA, buildings and facilities, $212 million. This is funds for the modernization of equipment and facilities of the Agricultural Research Service. Agricultural Research Service over the years has been kind of a whipping boy for conservatives for funding for grants for um, little programs that President Bush won, uh, tried to rescind a lot of money for the Agricultural Research Service. Um Things for you know, like blueberry research in in some state, you know, things like that. But in any sense, the uh, White House, as part of this cancellation request, said funding for these mo- these building modernization efforts, they can be delayed. We don't need the money. We can come up with with the money at some later date. We're not really doing a whole lot of modernization of these facilities at this point. So we want to cancel two hundred twelve million dollars. So it's a bunch of small bore items like that. that yeah. That now there's also there's some big ones too. There's some big ones, and we were talking, you know, during the uh, commercial break, if you will, we were talking about Pell grants. Now Pell grants, of course, are Department of Education grants for low income students to attend uh, institutions institutions of higher education. This is a, a time honored tradition, a part of the appropriations committees. They will rescind unspent balances in the Pell grant program. It happens almost every year to the tune of at least a billion dollars. Some years they do more than others. The White House said this year, in, in, by this year, I mean the 2018 budget cycle, the administration wanted to rescind almost $4 billion in the Pell Grant program. Now, you might think that's a lot of money, but the Department of Education uh, also identified the fact that this money uh, is not needed because they have enough money to support the maximum Pell Grant to students of, of need of that particular in, in that uh, income group that needs, needs Pell Grants. So that's a lot of money. But, you know, if you're a Democrat, you're thinking to yourself, that's money that I want to put towards. If I'm going to rescind that money, I'm going to use that and actually provide it for education programs that do need the money. So just voting on a standalone rescission of almost $4 billion in Pell Grants, it's really not going to fly with most Democrats. But now there are, you know, there are other smaller things. But take the, the federal, federal Highway Program, for instance. The administration said we want to rescind a billion dollars of federal highway programs. These are funds that have a four-year period of availability. States are allowed to plan for the long term. The, the money is sort of sitting there ready to be to reimburse the states once they have their plans in place and they they negotiate contracts with you know to build the roads or whatever project they they have in, in place this is money that was sitting around the states have not asked the federal government for it 
because they have not identified a need for it yet. So the administration said, we're going to take back a billion of that, a billion dollars of that money, and we're going to use that to offset Hurricane Aid or whatever else it is. But what are the chances that this actually passes? Well, you know, it depends on the order of magnitude. Let's say the president sets up a $25 billion, I'm just throwing that out, that figure out there, um, you know, rescission package. Uh, Congress has essentially 45 days when they're in session to affirmatively act on that on that request. They're going to take their time to look at it. They're going to probably take at least a few weeks. And, you know, maybe they don't use the, the full 45-day clock, but it's going to take a little bit of time. But it really depends on, what, on what's in it. If the strategy is to, to have this really be a symbolic thing to sort of prop up the uh, support from the conservative base of the, of the GOP um, and really kind of fire them up for the midterm elections, knowing that it's ultimately not going to pass, they could go, go whole hog and say, we're going to eliminate the EPA. Um, you know, things like that. That could be part of this rescission package. Or they could be much more strategic about it and go in there and really try to identify funding that is simply not needed. Again, like I said, Congress every year rescinds billions of dollars in unspent uh, pro money, money that's sitting around not being used. And there are legitimate reasons to do that. Congress typically, again, they will spend that on something else. But truly, there is a lot of money sitting around in the federal budget that's not being spent. That's a fact. So depending on what it is, you could see, and, and if there's a real kind of, you know, echo chamber in, in Washington and they sort of get a big social media campaign going, you could find examples of programs and projects that sort of take on a life of their own as something that is an example of, you know, the, the Washington, D.C. swamp. You know, they could find something 10 years ago or, or so. It was the bridge to nowhere, right? They sort of create these, um, you know, these boogeymen. So if they can find something in this omnibus that qualifies or several little things like that, you, you never know. You could find your, yourself in a situation where rescission bill, a small one, could get through. Now, you need, you need a simple majority in the House. Yeah, we should say they don't need any Democratic support for they this. Don't, no, they don't. Absolutely not. They, there's only a simple majority in the House. Um, so if, if they come up with $5 billion of rescissions, things that are really sort of they're, they're, that uh, backers of these projects are really finding themselves on the defensive about, they're finding it hard to defend these programs, you never know. Something could happen here. And the, the key here is in the Senate, it's the same thing. You, don't, you only need a simple majority. You do not face the typical 60-vote filibuster hurdle in, in the Senate for a package like this. Hey, so, one thing that's different this time, it seems to me, is that we're now living in this era of these bipartisan budget deals, uh, these carefully crafted two-year deals to raise spending limits on discretionary programs that took a lot of negotiating. Doesn't a package like this, doesn't it have the possibility to blow that up to if they start reneging on the deal, um, the other side, there's going to be partisan backlash, and then you're going to have consequences down the road for, say, this coming year. Is that a risk in doing this, or do you think that can be overcome? There is no question that if the president and the Republican leadership now gets around the idea that we're going to take the um, omnibus bill that we just passed, uh, now, you know, I will point out that rescission package does not need to target a specific piece of legislation. It could target money that's sitting around that was appropriated a few years ago. 
It could, you know, there's there's any number right. of things. Right, so sure, it certainly here. depends what they propose to right. cut. Yes, That's but, the, but it, you, you raise a valid concern on the part of, say, the Democrats who, you know, they just went through this knockdown, drag-out fight to, to pass the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2018. So what's your best guess, though? I mean, it, it, would Republicans be too hesitant to do this based on the bipartisan deal, or do you think they'd, there's a greater willingness to plunge ahead? At this point, we need to see what the strategy is. If, the stra- if this is truly a political exercise and this is really solely intended to fire up the base and, and nothing more, then you're going to see a very substantial rescission package that really goes after some, some sacred cows uh, that the Democrats are going are to be absolutely adamantly opposed to doing. You'll probably find it hard to get through the Senate. With an, the evenly divided margin, they have you know, Doug Jones, now the senator from Alabama. Um, right. you know, it, it's, it's 51-49 in the Senate. Do you lose a couple of the mod- more moderate appropriators in the Senate on the Republican side? That's a real risk if they go the truly ideological route. If they go the small ball, slight, somewhat small ball route, and, and f- identify a series of, of projects that uh, become incredibly po- unpopular in the sort of the national imagination, if they find a way to create some boogeymen that neither side can really defend, then they might be able to do some business on this. So it remains to be seen. You know, I will absolutely agree with you that at this point, it certainly does seem like just naked politicking. It doesn't really have much of a chance of success, but you have to look at the uh, the process here. And Congress processes everything, and the fact that there is no filibuster, so I would not be surprised to see something happen here. It just may not be what exactly what the president wants. So the question, the question, I think, which you aptly demonstrate here is that it really depends what specifically they propose to cut and whether these cuts are seen as as ideological jabs or as simply. Uh, budget trimming from from accounts yeah. that don't need the money, in which case there's less of a political argument to oppose. Exactly, exactly. Okay, and I guess we don't know yet when a package might come to the floor for any vote. That's right. Yeah, all we know right now is it's something that's been discussed by the majority leader, Kevin McCarthy, uh, and, and the president, and uh, it's something they're looking at seriously, but we don't have, um, you know, any, any information yet about timing or what's going to be in this package. Okay. So we will be watching to see if Republicans pull the trigger on a rescission plan and what the political fallout might be. My thanks to Peter Cohn, our expert appropriations editor, for joining me again. Oh, you're too kind. Thanks for having me. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ budget tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And to find out more on this subject and other budget news, visit rollcall.com or cq.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at rollcall. See you next week.